What up, what up, what up? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast. I'm Justin Michael, and today I was joined by SMU transfer wide receiver Dylan Goffney, big time addition for the Rams, a playmaker whose potential has not really been untapped yet. He certainly flashed during moments of his career. When you look at what he did at the high school level, just consistent production for three straight seasons. And even at SMU, when he got opportunities to make plays, he really made the most of it. They just didn't really seem to consistently target him. And I understand they had a couple of other decent receivers on the roster too. But honestly, I feel like getting Goffney in this air raid system with these other receivers around him, with Clay Millen, it could be dynamite. So I'm really stoked for the fall, but I think Ram fans are really going to enjoy this interview. Dylan comes off really gracious, really humble, but much like Trey Pastor, the Cal inside linebacker transfer we had on recently, I also think he has something to prove, and that's a good thing when you're a transfer. Anyways, really appreciate Dylan Goffney for the time, and we will play that interview here momentarily. I briefly just have some news to go over. Athlon Sports recently released their preseason All-Mountain West selections. And I'm not going to go through every single guy because that would take forever. There's four teams, uh, first team, second team, third team, etc. I will say I was a little surprised that San Jose State quarterback Chevin Cordero was their preseason All-Mountain West quarterback. I would have went with Boise State's Taylor Green. Um, also, a lot of love for Mikey Keene, Fresno State's projected starter coming over from UCF. He was a guy that CSU actually offered. Anyways, it's not worth getting super upset about preseason content anyways, getting emotionally invested over the opinions of people who are only half paying attention anyways. I mean, I have my own beef even with the official preseason All-Mountain West poll, which for some reason I still don't have a vote in. I was the only person that covers CSU that went to media days last year, but I don't have a vote. The irony. But representing CSU on the first team, wide receiver Torrey Horton, the only player on the offense, he was also selected first team specialist as a punt returner. Obviously had the punt return for a touchdown against Wyoming, unfortunately fumbled as well. Uh, first team defense, though, at edge, we've got Mo Kamara. We also have safety Jack Howell. Personally, I would argue that Chigoze Anusium should also be on the first team defense, but he is represented on the second team. So I guess no harm, no foul. Second team offense, offensive lineman Jacob Gardner, who will be the starting center for the Rams this year. The one that really jumped out to me, Grady Kelly gets the nod on the second team preseason defense. He's a guy that I think is bound for a breakout year. I will say, though, the one thing that could hurt some of those interior defensive linemen just in terms of all-conference recognition at the end of the season is just the fact that that group is so deep that they're all going to kind of each produce and not necessarily have one guy rack up stats, which in the end is better for team success, but it, it could hurt you in, when it comes to the individual award process. That's all I'm saying. Uh, on the third team, wide receiver Justice Ross Simmons, another guy that I think could have a big year. Uh, along with, obviously, Dylan Goffney, who we interviewed today. We will get to that interview here in just a second. Henry Blackburn is represented on the third team defense as safety. And on the fourth team, we have Aiden Hector, who um, I'm pretty surprised was not higher. Uh, we have Drew Kulik, linebacker, as well. 
right, the other piece of news we have, CSU football picked up a local walk-on commitment. Uh, former Colorado Mesa linebacker will be walking on with the program. Caden Stewart, six foot one, two 220 pounds, coming off of a pretty solid season where he was very productive. He had 44 total tackles on the year, 17 of which were solo, 27 were assisted, 12 tackles for loss, 7 sacks. He also had a pass deflection, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, and a block kick. So ultimately, we'll have to see how his game translates, but he's kind of a hybrid linebacker, defensive back, you know, in the very limited film, I guess, I've seen of him. I hesitate to even call it that, just from some of the video I've seen of him. Um he moves well. He covers a lot of ground. According to his Twitter, he led all RMAC linebackers and tackles for loss, sacks, and forced turnovers. I will say, just based on my initial observation, looks a little undersized to do that at this level. But who knows? I mean, if he comes in and proves himself, that'd be an awesome story. And I'm all for taking a flyer on locals, especially if it's you know just a PWO situation. All right, let's get to that interview with Dylan Goffney, transfer wide receiver at SMU. Real quick, take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So if you lose or break your pair, even day one, they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. You can shop the entire collection at the brand new location in the Park Meadows Mall, a full-stop shop for all things Shady Rays. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays has given out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also, Shady Rays Memorial Day sale is live right now. Go to ShadyRays.com and you can get 35% off of all sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also, Breck Brew is a beer for any occasion. There's no better way to watch a game than having some ice-cold Breck Brew in hand. Breck Brew's been doing it for 32 years, and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. It's made with 100% renewable energy. Gotta love that. You also got to love their endless variety. I'm a big summer seltzer guy. You can't go wrong with the shandy. You also can't go wrong with just the classic Avalanche Amber Ale. A certain famous beer recently changed their recipe and threw everybody for a loop, but Avalanche Amber Ale, it still hits just like it did the first time you tried it. Check out the beer locator at breckbrew.com. Find a brew near you. Finally, when you get hurt, Backus and Shanker is here to help. Backus and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They have been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. They're free until they win money in your case. No upfront fee to speak with you about your case. No fee while they work on your case. No fee unless they win your case and win money for you. Backus and Shanker has won over $1 billion for their clients, now with even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Backus and Shanker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Backus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault, car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call Backus and Shanker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins.
All right, joining me on the DNVR Rams podcast, we've got Dylan Goffney, SMU transfer wide receiver. CSU fans, very excited about your addition. Dylan, I'm going to ask you all kinds of stuff about your career, you know, what won you over on CSU, all that stuff. But we're going to start just with some icebreakers just to get us out of our heads. Um, are you an NBA fan by chance? Yeah, I'm a big NBA fan, I would say. Who's your team? Sadly, it's the Rockets, you know, coming from Houston. You know, I feel like right now the only team we have is the Astros in baseball. So I'm kind of hurting <laughs> the football and basketball department right now. But hopefully next year football will see some, see some change. But I don't know about basketball right now. <laughs> Are you open to the return of James Harden? That, um, it depends. It depends how he comes in, you know, because we've got a whole bunch of young guys. And young guys have egos, but also James Harden has ego. So, you know, <laughs> that could it could either go really well or it could go really bad. So it kind of just depends on how James takes looks, comes in and takes it and then how um, Jalen Green and the rest of those young guys come in and see it as a way to opportunity to get better or it could go really bad. So it just depends. It seems like he loves Houston. I just, I don't know if it's for the, the right reasons basketball-wise. Right. <laughs> um, you know, going back to when you were in high school, you didn't really waste any time breaking out. You had a massive sophomore season, newcomer of the year, 15 touchdowns. You continued that throughout your high school career. Um, I always am curious, you know, with guys that were really successful at the high school level, at what point did you kind of recognize, oh, I'm like better than everyone else out here? Um, For me, it was more like my freshman year because how high school worked that year was weird because we didn't have a varsity my freshman year. I mean... I kind of always knew there was something there because no, it, it like runs in the family. You know, dad was good at sports, brother was good at sports. And as time went on, I could feel, feel myself getting better. And then like, I guess right after freshman year, the jump from freshman year to sophomore year, I gained like 10 pounds. And like my body had a drastic difference. And that fall camp, everyone was like, yeah, man, it's going to be good. And then as time went on, you know, you just kind of start to see things and you start to realize like, dang, this is actually kind of, too easy. I feel like it should be somewhat difficult because they, they always say, you know, varsity football in Texas is it's a big change. But for me, it was just like, I mean, sometimes practice is harder than the games. So, how old were you when you first started playing football? Uh, probably four years old. <laughs> were you always a receiver, or like, did you start a different route? So I was always actually I was a running back up until I would say freshman year of high school. Um, middle school and all throughout that, um, but like Pee Wee and stuff, I was running back. And I guess like, but like outside of football season, I was always running routes and stuff. You know, my brother was playing quarterback, so I, I kind of fell enough running routes and catching the ball. And it, after eighth grade year, I was like, I man, like running back is fun, but I just don't like it as much as I do catching the ball. And they, you know, because they were telling me at first, you know, going into freshman year, they're like, well, we don't know if they're going to pass the ball. So maybe just one running back for one more year. And I was like, oh, I, I'm like, I can't. Like, I just, I feel, I got a feeling that this receiver stuff is going to work out. And it did. A lot less miles on your body. A lot less hits. That's for sure. Well, that too. Yeah. Um, no, practice in eighth grade was pretty brutal. <laughs> um, you're from Cyprus, right? Which is kind of like right. the Houston area. Uh, yes, you, you end up at SMU. I'm curious, did you take any flack from Houston fans in your life for going to SMU? Uh, I wouldn't say so. You know, coming going to my recruitment, I mean, Houston's a great school and everything. They were just kind of late into my recruitment. So kind of, you know, 
I wouldn't say rubbed me the wrong way. It was just like, dang, I've been here. Like they're maybe 30 minutes down the road and y'all are just on talking to me maybe at, towards the end of my junior year, barely in the, like sort of beginning. So it was like, hmm, you know. That makes sense. I mean, at that point, you've already, you know, you're talking to coaches for multiple years, probably like pretty right. deep relationships. Yes, sir. Did you seriously consider any programs outside of SMU? I mean, U of A is actually one of the programs I really considered uh, coming out of high school, but also like I didn't get any of my visits because of COVID. COVID, yeah, that sucks. I went to a few schools. Um, the one, like I went to Cal, uh, I went to Arkansas, which that was cool. I went to uh, Arizona, which is pretty cool. But then at the same time, you know, kid coming out of high school, he's been home his whole life was like, dang, those are far. <laughs> So then, you know, SMU felt right. It felt like, a, you know, a good place and everything like that. It felt far enough from the fam where if they do come see me, they can come see me, but also like not 30 minutes down the street like you was at U of H. So what was your family's reaction to you leaving the state now for the first time? Uh, well, I can tell you for one thing, you know, parents are extremely nervous of me being the youngest child, of course. But, you know, for me, it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be all right. You know, I feel like at this point I am now, you know, I've had my two years close to home. It's time for me to kind of get out and experience the world a little bit more. Did you get to go on visits this time? Uh, I went to, all, all I did was go to Colorado State, actually. I, you know, I went, really liked my visit. And then it was just kind of like, okay, this is, this is real. This is a really nice place and everything. And I like everything that the coaches had to say. I know CSU offered when you were in high school, different staff, obviously. Right. But- did you consider CSU at all back then, or is it more just this time around? Uh, in high school, no. I mean, it was like at, in the high school time, we, you know, it was cool to have offers. You know, everybody was yeah. trying to get those offers stack them up, you know, so you can go to high school, get a lanyard on your backpack and brag. But coming out of high school, no, not really. And then this time around, it was more like, okay, let's take in all the options and see what people have to say, because this is kind of like my last chance to really move because you can't really transfer twice in a row so so then kind of off of that what was it about csu like you know what what's the vision that they sold you on that made you want to continue your career there well first off you know i kind of just like the vibe of the whole thing you know coming from the sea to a college town is a big difference but i kind of like the college town vibe and how it works but then you know they just said there was opportunity to come in you know and play make the team better but also they would be getting me better as well you know development's Personal development is a big thing to me, but also winning is also another big thing to me. And they said I could come in and get both. And that was kind of like one of the main things. Was it intriguing to, I mean, some receivers, they they want to just be the guy. They don't want like other good players. But inherently, if you have a guy like Torrey Horton on the other side, like you're both going to benefit from being out there. Was that something you considered like, hey, man, like I can come here. They already got this all conference receiver, but they can't double us both. Exactly, of course. And like, so that's how it kind of was as we, you know, we had a lot of good receivers, but once they took away someone else, like how football works is like, once you take away someone else, someone is going to be open. Someone either has to be open or will get open. So it's kind of like you complement each other and like it kind of complements with the running game and stuff like that. So, I mean, thinking about like being the number one guy is great, but at the same time, if you're just there by yourself, being the number one guy might as well be useless. It's kind of, I feel like. I'm going to ask you a little bit more about your visit here in a sec, but just kind of off of that, I'm curious because 
when I went back and I watched some of the the games that you perform well in, I mean, it's just YouTube, so it's not great, but right. you know, it, it seemed like you would have these big performances and a big win. You know, UCF your freshman year, uh, I think right. Navy, you know, had like a hundred yards of touchdown, and then the next week it like you wouldn't get any targets. Did that frustrate you? Just like the lack of consistency. Yeah, no, that was that was a pretty frustrating thing, you know, during football season. But at the same time, it was like you got to keep going. You know, I would go practice and just try to find something to work on every day, you know, with all the frustration. But at the same time, it's like you play the game because you love it. So to me, it's more like, hey, uh, you still get to play football. Some people right now, are they don't have the opportunity. So you might as well try to take uh, the good stuff out of it. And everything will work out in the end. I think that's the right mindset to have for sure. But I mean, I understand that the the decision to transfer is usually like complicated and probably personal layered. Um, mm-hmm. If you're comfortable sharing, I guess, just like why exactly are you deciding to move on from SMU? It's close to home. You've had some big games, but like what ultimately went into the decision of, you know, maybe I need to go somewhere else. Well, you know, talking about the inconsistency, you know, I just didn't know if that was going to be the same thing about how it was this year. You know, the coaches at SMU are great, like no ill will, you know, they're great coaches. It's just, I guess we weren't on the same path and, you know, which is fine. And I kind of felt like, well, maybe it's time for me to go see if I could, if how I see myself, other people see it too. And it seems like the CSU staff very much kind of is right there with you. Like, Hey man, you're a guy that has big potential. It just hasn't been, you know, kind of unleashed yet. Right. Yes, sir. Kind of going back to your visit, you know, you mentioned you just like the vibe of Fort Collins. Had you ever been to Colorado before? Like, what was that experience like? No, never actually. And experience was cool. You know, the plane ride in was scary. You know, because first of all, <laughs> some like turbulence. Plane. Yeah, y'all can call that turbulence, but that is something else. <laughs> I wouldn't even call that turbulence. But yeah, um, after the plane ride, though, you know, it was cool. Like, even the drive from, um, from Denver to Fort Collins was nice. You know, the mountains are really, really a eye catcher, but it was just, it was just a good visit overall. You know, I mean, like, I just like the scenery, I guess I was a sucker for that. And horse tooth was cool. And I like the stadium and just really, it was just nice. Were you like, what were your thoughts on the facilities? Were you surprised at all by it? Just, I mean, I don't think CSU in Texas probably has like, this big football reputation, but right. they're, you know, trying really hard, obviously, to elevate mm-hmm. it. Yeah, no. And you can see the effort is really there. And like the stadium was really nice. And then uh, the stadium's actually bigger than I expected. Uh, and like the miscellaneous are nice. I like the practice fields and everything like that. The wear rooms, like everything is all nice. Like I, I, there's nothing you can really complain about. And wise, like they're up there with some of the bigger schools and stuff like that. So, I mean, it really shows that they're, you know, they're really trying to take that big step. I don't remember which uh which one you had on in your commitment graphic but what was your favorite uniform because they always do like the photo shoots with the different right. colors and all that um i don't know if they have like a name but the orange ones are really nice you know okay i, I really like those but then also just like it was i think it was the white ones like with the colorado like state yeah the state pride ones, yeah yeah though, i think those are probably the favorite and like my parent my dad and my brother were there on the visit they're like really that one they were like just doesn't that not remind you of SMU because of the blue and i was like no i was like no nah, i just i just i guess i just like it and they're like okay well fans are gonna love that that's probably their most popular uniform these days we don't wear it a ton but it's just like a i don't know right. cool homage to the state flag and all that mm-hmm. um 
you know, who were the coaches that kind of recruited you? I'm sure Chad Savage was involved in that process. Uh, did you get a chance to be around, you know, Jay throughout it? And just what was that like? Uh, yeah. So Coach Savage was there every day of the visit. So it was so every time I went to eat, Coach uh, Norvell was there, which was really, really cool. And like, really, it meant a lot to see like, okay, he's taking time out of his day. You know, head coaches are very, very busy people. So he's coming to dang near every meal that I'm at just to, you know, come talk with me and my family in the middle just to get to know us more and better, you know, watch games while we eat. So I mean, we saw him quite a bit. Are you familiar, like, with his NFL background? Did he kind of talk about that, just, you know, working with the Colts and the Raiders and all that? Yes, yeah, so that was actually one of the main selling points, you know, him having a background in the NFL and him knowing um, but what it takes to get there. And also him writing that uh, book about receivers, you know, like not many co- head coaches before have been receiver coaches or at least been successful super receiver coaches. So, you know, that kind of sold me a lot too, because it's like, okay, so he knows what it takes to get to the league as a receiver. He's been there. He's been at big schools too. So he knows what they do there at the big school. So he's kind of like coming to Colorado State, making it his own. But also he, he he's very focused on receivers as well. What was like your first... I guess, impression of him. Cause I remember when Jay came in and he's got like, you know, the slick mustache and the hair and he's always really, you know, well-dressed. Uh, he's just kind of like a suave, like smooth guy. Yeah. And um, that kind of is how he like, he talks to like over the phone. You can kind of hear like just the calm guy, smooth, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say go with the flow, but like, that's kind of what it feels like. And, you know, the first time seeing him, you know, he looks really good for his age. I, I was, I'm going to be honest. Oh, he does. It's crazy. He's in yeah. great shape, too. Great shape. And so, which was, which is really cool. And, you know, just coming in, he was a very, you know, down-to-earth guy. You could tell he's really cool and stuff like that. How soon, you know, on your visit? Like, did you know on your visit, all right, I want to come here. Did you commit on your visit or did you have to go home and kind of think it through some more? Uh, you know, I went home and thought it through because I'm the type of person, you know, I, I think through a lot of stuff. I wouldn't say I overthink. I kind of just make sure I know everything, like the good and the bad, even if there's not even any bad things, like there really wasn't. But I just like to think it over and, you know, I'll just like to discuss stuff with my family and then just, I think that they still think about it a little bit more because it's my decision at the end of the day. You know, just take in every opinion that I can get, see how things are going to work out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big life decision. And plus, you know, I'm sure it's easy to get caught up in the excitement, you know, like when you're right. on a visit, everything seems perfect. And then if you commit and you get home and it's like, well, like, I don't yeah. know, did I really consider everything? Exactly. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, that was the problem that I had the first time around coming out of high school. You know, you know, you want to go to visits, you want to try on the uniforms, get gloves. And I was like, this time around, like, cool, the uniforms are cool and all that. But this is more this is more serious this time. Like. Yeah, you want to go take pictures, but you got to think of everything. You got to look at this. You got to look at the stadium facilities. You got to hear everything the coaches talking. Make sure you ask real questions this time, this time around, because you know you only got two more years left. So I hear that all the time. Just guys, you know, transferring, especially you know, like when I'm 17, 18 years old, I'm just I'm right. trying to go to every big school I can. I want to post the pictures, and you know, it's it's easy to get caught up in the excitement of it all and not necessarily is this actually a spot where I'm going to like thrive? Right. Well, man, I, I really appreciate you giving me some time. It was great to chop it up with you, get to know mm-hmm. you a little bit. Uh, CSU fans are obviously really excited for you to, to come to town. Um, last thing I'm going to ask you, just if uh, the Nuggets play the uh, Miami, do you think the Nuggets can win? Oh, yeah. Well, it depends. If Jamal Murray 
can do what Jamal Murray's been doing? Yes, because Jokic is already going to do everything, but at the same time, Jimmy Buckets in any type of clutch time, I can't have him in a clutch situation. Y'all have to blow him out, is what I'm going to say. He terrifies me. I'm a diehard Nuggets fan. I'm really excited, but I'm also just like, does it have to be Jimmy Butler? Like, we right. already had to go through LeBron and KD. Like, give us yeah. a break. But that's actually good, though, because y'all, y'all have already gone through probably the better team. This, I feel like the Heat, are just, the Heat are just more gritty. You know, they play, I feel like they're basketball players. Like, they're all athletes and stuff like that, but they're, they can play. Real quick, just like as a football guy, it feels like watching basketball, like one guy just inherently with the way the sport is played, can kind of like really take over, like the way right. Jimmy does with his attitude. Can you do that on a football field or is it too team dependent? Um, it kind of depends. Like, I feel like I wouldn't say it could be so much as like take over, I guess, a whole game, but it could it could really help a lot. Like one player could maybe get a team started or maybe one drive or a few drives of teams, depending on a player to make big, big plays like that. But I wouldn't really say like it's as dependent as basketball because, you know, five people, but it can happen sometimes in football, I would say. It just kind of depends. Did you ever consider playing basketball? Uh, I did actually. Freshman year, I did. And that's the year when, you know, it was just freshman football, JV football. So it was like, okay, I'll play basketball. But then it was like sophomore year, I stopped playing because I was like, okay, I'm kind of skinny. I'm going to be going against way older kids i gotta i gotta get back in the weight room so i kind of put basketball away but i mean i still like to play a little bit you know because all my friends from home are basketball players so they all like to make fun of me and be like oh dylan can't you teach just throwing it at the ram or throwing it out the backboard so you know i try to always make sure i have a little bit of game on me so when i come back home and play with them a little bit uh, i don't embarrass myself i like it you gotta you gotta have a little everybody should be able to make a jump shot every now and then just right. like as a point of self-respect and self-pride <laughs> exactly Anyways, man, it was great catching up with you. I, I can't wait to meet you, and we're excited to you know, see you in Fort Collins, and go Rams, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> what would you say if I told you I'd be the greatest MC that there ever was? And what would you say if I told you that I could take a bunch of kids from the bottom and bring them to number one? If I told you a nobody, then the Brockham for a sold out crowd. Damn, that shit is crazy. You probably never make it when you listening to that right now. I said we on that.